ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. Welcome in to the Friday edition of The Drive at ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. We are here until 6 o'clock this evening. We'll get your phone calls in, of course, 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. Our phone lines this hour brought to you by White Claw Hard Seltzer. It is made pure. Now we're going to open up the text lines for you as well. 304-523-2275. You can jump on our text line now and let me know what you guys have got for me today. And, of course, you can find me on social media as well. At Paul Swan, always glad to hear from you, right or wrong, whatever it may be. If you send me something and it's wrong or you send me something that is right, I'm not going to hate. I'm not going to argue. That means I share, you know, sometimes I'll disagree with you. Sometimes I will agree with you, but always want to hear from you. So how are you guys doing out there? Uh, we got some good news today. Marshall Baseball beating Middle Tennessee 11-7. 16 hits for the herd, giving up 14. Herd's back in action tomorrow, 1 o'clock. So 11 to 7, we'll take that. Herd wins, herd wins. Marshall baseball, hopefully finding some rhythm. It hasn't been very good these last uh, few outings. Of course, you know, the West Virginia game, you want to forget that, obviously. West Virginia just took it to you. you know, Virginia Tech, you know, there, there are some things you just maybe you want to forget. So hopefully, Marshall is uh, getting. Back to maybe getting a rhythm here, being a little bit more competitive. Middle Tennessee, maybe the uh, just the, what the doctor ordered for the Thundering Herd. And, of course, yesterday was opening day. How exciting. Opening day. Baseball is back. And we got the Pirates losing to the Cardinals, 9 nothing. Of course, you're home for Pirates baseball all season long, right here on ESPN, 94.1 and AM 930. So a disappointing start to the season for the Pirates, losing 9-0. Pirates announcer Joe Block recapping the loss for us. The Cardinals rode some early scoring en route to a 9-0 shutout win over the Pirates on opening day Thursday at Bush Stadium. Tyler O'Neill with an infield hit, driving in a run in the first inning. Off Pirates starter J.T. Brubaker gave the Cardinals a 1-0 lead, but it was O'Neill's three-run home run in the second, and that gave the Cardinals a 4-0 lead. That would stay that way until the sixth, the sack fly by Dylan Carlson, and then a pair of home runs by the Cardinals in a four-run eighth. O'Neill had a career-high five RBIs, and the Pirates, with six hits, all singles, fall to the Cardinals 9 to nothing on Thursday. From Bush Stadium, this is Joe Block on your home for Pirates baseball. Thank you, Joe. Pirates back in action tomorrow. We've got the game for you. 150 is going to be our airtime right here on ESPN, 94.1 and AM 930. So, okay, 0-1, we'll, we'll be okay. We'll be okay. Game you heard here last night on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930 as well. The Reds get off to a 1-0 start, beating the Braves. And we've got Boston and the Yankees. That's going to be our Saturday afternoon game on our sister station, Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340, late afternoon game. And then on Sunday, Sunday night baseball, same game, Boston and the Yankees. That's going to be our featured game on Sunday Night Baseball. You can hear that right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930, along with Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. So coming up today on the show, 
We're getting around to some of the coaches we haven't talked to in a while with Marshall, and we have a great opportunity here to talk to Brooke Burkhammer, head coach of the Marshall golf team. She's joining us here in the next few minutes. We're going to talk to her about the season that's wrapping up, now Conference USA Tournament. Kind of want to get a feel for you know where she thinks the team's at, how happy is she as heading into the conference tournament. This will be the last time that Marshall, the women, will compete in the Conference USA Tournament. So just kind of curious about how things are going for her. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about where the spring game is going to be. I'll talk about it now, but I really want to get into it later after we talk to Brooke. But the spring game and the fountain ceremony announced yesterday. And, of course, the fountain ceremony, this is the spring ceremony. It's turning on the fountain. And the game itself is going to be held in the indoor practice facility. Game is there. You can get tickets to go inside and watch the game in the indoor practice facility. Now, are we going to see hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people in there? Probably. Are we going to see thousands upon thousands upon thousands? No. It's just not built like that. That's not what it's there for. I mean, there's seating. Of course, you know, you're going to hold some track and field events and other things inside. But it's not set up. Because that's not its purpose. It's not set up to host a game that thousands of fans can come and attend. So there's going to be options for you. And that involves Jones C. Edwards Stadium. There will be options for you. However, I know the nature of the internet. And I know the nature of social media. This got a little nasty yesterday. Some hurt fans. Again, all anecdotal. I'm not saying you, but some Hurt fans not happy or maybe not reading the press release, which Marshall sent out, which was very clear, very vividly clear how this sets up. You can get a ticket and you can go watch it inside or you can watch it at Jones C. Edwards Stadium on the big screen. And, of course, there might be some people that take advantage of having use of their luxury box and they can watch the game from the comfort of their luxury box. Again, this is a spring game. It's obviously something that's going to be fun. A lot of you are going to be tailgating. Some of you go to games and tailgate and never come to see the game anyway. So some of this might not be really a big deal for you. We'll get into all of that coming up in a little bit. Coming up next, we're going to hear from the head coach of the Marshall women's golf team, Brooke Burkhammer, when we continue with this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to the Friday edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're getting closer to the Conference USA Tournament. Final time around for Marshall Women's Golf in the CUSA Tournament. And to catch up with our good friend, Brooke Burkhammer. She's with us now on the program. It's been so long. We haven't done this in like since, what, last year? Shame on me. I should have you on more. I apologize. That's okay. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for doing it today. I, I really appreciate it. I know we've got a lot to get into because uh, this team is getting ready, of course, for the Conference USA Tournament. This is the final go-around in Conference USA, so it's just bittersweet. You've got a, a great opportunity, I'm sure, in the Sun Belt, but is this sort of bittersweet to see Conference USA uh, one final time, at least in this uh, in this setting? 
Yes, it is. And I mean, we're going to um, we're going to PGA National, and so that's I mean, we're playing the Champions Course, where actually the actual you know PGA Tour hosts at this site. Um, and so it's going to be it, it is bittersweet, but you know it the Sun Belt's just as competitive as Conference USA um, with women's golf. So it's going to I mean, you're right, it, it is bittersweet. What's at least an early rough draft of what can we expect in the Sun Belt? I know you're still focused on Conference USA, so you know I, I know this is a rough draft, but what can we expect? What's the the change going to be like as far as courses, the tournament, things of that nature? You know, is there going to be a lot of a transition? Is it going to be an easy transition? So we're the only sport that does not play a conference schedule. We don't. We're not required to. So we might go the whole year without seeing schools in our conference until the conference championship. I, you know, I create the schedule. Um, there's no limitations. You know, it's just we kind of go where we want. We play the teams we want. Um, power five schools, good mid-majors, uh, just kind of whoever we want. And like like right now, like we don't ever see most of the schools um, in Texas or some of the schools in Florida um, in Conference USA until we get down to Florida for that conference championship. So we're, we're a little different from other sports. Would you like to see more of the uh, Sun Belt teams once you get in? You know, have you? Um... Yeah, I mean, we see I, honestly that these in the spring here, we've seen a good amount of Sun Belt schools. Um, you know, we've been paired with them, Troy, South Alabama, uh, schools like that. Um, so we've seen them. It's just not a you know we're I think tennis maybe switched over in in Sun Belt, and now you know when they uh, when they get to the Sun Belt, they'll have a conference schedule. Um, but yeah, golf wise, we're we're kind of different. But um, we still see some schools, just not all of them. Joining us on the program, the head coach of the Marshall women's golf team, Brooke Burkhammer, her squad getting set for the Conference USA tournament. Let's focus on that a little bit. The tournament, of course, is coming up, and you've had a pretty good season so far. How do you feel at this point? Are you in a position where you're confident that your team can really contend for that Conference USA championship? We've gotten better as this you know, as this spring has gone on, you know, we, you know, it, it's, it's a, you know, we're behind the eight ball kind of with the weather and everything coming in, you know, for our first event in the February, uh, you try to do as much indoor work as you can because the weather just wasn't great, you know? And so, um, as the season's gone on, we've gotten better, which has brought my hopes up more, you know, as, um, I don't know if I've ever seen some of my seniors play better golf than they are right now. Um, you know, they know that they're the leaders and they've got to go down and they know they've got to play well for us to, um, to kind of have a, a good chance, you know, and uh, a good showing. And so I, uh, Paul, I've, I saw some of the best golf I've seen in a long time out of, you know, out of this team when we played down at Polly's Island, you know, kind of when we finished up at River Landing. Um, and then they kind of just continued it into EKU. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. You know, I'm excited. I love this group. Um, they're a lot of fun to be around. But, yeah, I'm excited. My guest, Brooke Burkheimer, the Marshall women's golf team, getting ready for the Conference USA tournament. Yeah, I've talked to uh, Coach Grobe, and uh, he's going to miss uh, Texarkana. And, uh, you know, you're probably going to miss uh, the golf course as well. Uh, each golf course, you, you kind of get a – you start to, I guess, feel affection for that golf course. If you get a really good one, you want to come back and play it and play it every year. 
Is that really going to be just the biggest change for you? Other than schedule, you might have some more Sunbelt teams in there. But really, the tournament's probably just the biggest change for you and, and getting familiar with that new course as you make your way into the league. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, Conference USA, we, we were, my first years, we were at the same golf course, you know, for, gosh, probably three years. And then we switched over last year to a new course, and then now we switched again for Conference USA. And so we're we're at PGA National down in uh, Palm Beach. And, um, you know, I know that the Sun Belt has had uh, in previous years at the, the you know, at Daytona uh, LPGA International down at Daytona Beach. And so uh, I am familiar with that course, so I'm kind of hoping they keep it there again next year um, because I did play there in college. So, um it's just nice, though, to to go to a course. It's always good, Paul, to go to a course where you, you're very familiar with it. That's the challenge, I would guess, then, the other than you know, the first year. And for there are going to be a lot of teams. It's, it's going to be new for them. You know, not every team, but you know, you're, you're bringing in a couple of teams from Conference USA, so it's going to be a challenge not just for Marshall but for Old Dominion, for Southern Miss, JMU. So you've got that as well. But – at the same time, it feels like there might be a little bit more interest across the board for all the sports, you know, with the mm-hmm. closeness, you know, with the fact that it feels like a more cohesive conference. Does that benefit you any? As you said, you, you make your own schedule. So really the draw is, you know, Marshall, the schedule, not, okay, Marshall's playing against Troy or competing against Troy or Marshall's competing against Appalachian State, unless you schedule that tournament or that course so is right. it really, you know, a, unlike football or basketball, is there a difference or a, a, are you getting a bump from the Sun Belt? I guess that's one I'm asking here as far as, you know, being now a Sun Belt team, you know, is there a bump for you that you can take advantage of the way the other teams might be able to? Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't say really more of a bump. It's just, you know, when you sign up for a tournament, you don't really know – you know, when you sign up, you don't know who's who you're going to be competing against, really, until you kind of get that email with all that information. And um, you know, gosh, we've always competed with some belt schools. It seems like either you have one or you have two. You know, we competed against Coastal Carolina down, uh, you know, two weeks ago um, in South Alabama, and we've competed against App State, and we've gone against, um, you know, like I said, Troy. Gosh, we, I've played. We've played Troy for years. Uh, it just seems like we kind of line up and, uh, you know, we're a school where in the spring you got to go south, you know, to play in tournaments. And so um, it seems like we always have, we're always competing against some of those schools. Um, not really as much at like, you know, the Louisiana Monroe's and I think, you know, right now Little Rock is in our, comp, you know, is in Sun Belt, but I know they're leaving. Um, but not as much as those schools kind of down there, uh, more towards Louisiana uh, or Texas State. We really don't see them much, but um, I think overall, I think as a department, we're just really excited because um, I, I know the, the competitiveness for every sport um, in the Sun Belt is just taking it to the next step, which is, you know, as you know, as an athletic department, that's what you're wanting. Speaking of taking it to the next step, and we're speaking with Brooke Burkhammer, Marshall's women's golf coach. I've had a couple of opportunities to speak to new athletic director Christian Spears. He's talked about when, when, trying to figure out you know, what the wish list looks like. Have you had a, a real strong opportunity to maybe sit down with him, talk about some of the things that you're looking for as far as if you could get this, this would help you win? 
say that again, Paul. I lost you there. That's no problem. You when talking to Christian Spears, Marshall's new athletic director, and he's talked about he's talked to coaches. He's trying to get an idea of what departments need, what programs need to be successful. So. You know, have you had an opportunity really to sit down yet with him to you know talk about what might be something that could help you make your program more successful or help you get to the point where you want to be? Yes, uh, I sat down with him, oh gosh, probably almost a month ago now, you know maybe a little bit less. Um, great guy. We're all excited about having him. We think he's going to do great things for us. Um, not just, you know, for Marshall, but for the whole, you know, city of Huntington. Um, he's excited. And, yeah, I mean, I sat down with him and told him some of our wants and needs and, um, you know, to be able to recruit. And, you know, we are the most northern school. And so, um, yeah, we got to have we got to have things to, you know, to kind of attract, you know, uh, female student athletes to Huntington, to Marshall. Um, and so we had a good conversation. You know, he knows what we need and to be successful and, um you know, so we'll just kind of wait and see what happens. What are some of those needs? I know, for example, Cam Henderson Center, air conditioning, that comes up. Softball, lights. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah, air conditioning, that's probably <laughs> the big one there. But The main thing would be great, you know, because we have down – so we have a we have a, a kind of like a simulator and like a putting – indoor putting green downstairs of Henderson. And so sometimes we leave that door open, and so AC would be a fantastic – so air conditioning, okay. So that seems to be everyone's big ask: air yeah. conditioning. Yeah. Uh, and you probably we don't need heat. You know, we really don't need heat. We just need that AC. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> I'm 100 percent with you all the way. Practice space. That was something you know. Talking to Coach Grobe last week, things like that. I'm sure you know whatever happens for men's golf and women's golf is going to benefit each other, but. How important is stuff like that, practice space? You need a place to practice, and you need you know, to be able to have a place yeah. to call your own. Just, hey, this is yep. where Marshall women's golf lives. Yep, yep. He, he's in Groves right. Coach Groves right. We need a place to practice, but we're very fortunate, you know, that Guyan uh, lets us come out kind of whenever we want and, and play and practice, and we're very thankful for the members and uh, the membership and, you know, uh, just the whole club that lets us be out there. But um, just being able to have a place for us to, you know, uh, call our own, you know, call our own, you know, for our, especially not just for our teams, but for our recruits to see as well. So we need to, we need to find some property maybe around campus. Maybe. Yeah, we, we do. Four of what? Build a golf course. Yeah, there you go. Stuff. Four or five holes build maybe. A, yeah. Oh, no. Let's, build a short course. Yeah. Build no. a par three, a nine-hole par three course. I like it. Okay. You know, you need place. Uh, you need a driving range, obviously. You need, and you need the VR and the simulators and all of that, really. And yep. yeah, that's that's what you need here because, yeah, you need space. I think that's probably the the best way to describe it. Golf needs space yep. because, you know, you need to drive that ball space, somewhere. Land. We need some land. Yep, that's what we need. I'm thinking a dr- nail on the head. I'm thinking of driving. You know, maybe a driving range off the, um, you know, off the banks of the Ohio River. Maybe I mean, utilize that. I, I think whatever we can do to help our players get better, oh, I'm all for it. What do you th- all for it? What do you think though is going to be maybe the, the the thing moving forward here to to help you continue on space? We talked about you know the, as far as attracting student athletes because now it's easy for student athletes to come and go. You know, once they commit, they might not necessarily stay. So how will yep. you? you know, work with the department just to try to retain and at the same time 
you know, I don't know if the transfer portal is uh, really a tool that is benefiting you just yet, or you know, you've been able to take advantage of it, looking into it, and see how you can improve your team. You know, I'm sure you know basketball, football. That's definitely they've got staffs totally dedicated to that. For you, it's probably you. Yeah, it's just me. You know, I don't. I don't really have a, um, you know, somebody to be checking the portal. I look every day. You know, I'm always on the portal looking to see um, if I, you know, can find somebody to come help us and uh, maybe a grad transfer or something about that route. Um, you know, we've the department has done a lot. You know, to be able to, you know, to um, move in the right direction and kind of take care of our student athletes, um, which is something I'm, you know. Anytime that our student athletes are taken care of, and um, that's kind of all, all we can do. You know, I I know players, student athletes leave all the time, and we're trying to you know keep that from happening. And I don't honestly, I don't know if we'll ever stop that. You know, I don't know if we'll ever stop them from leaving. Um, but as long as you know, as long as we do our best to try to keep them happy and uh, make sure they know that they're cared for and uh, loved, that's kind of all we can do. Brooke Berkheimer, my guest, Conference USA tournament's coming up. Um, individually, let's talk about some of your, your, your players. Where are, you, um, where are you most happy as far as their growth? And individually, you know, you know, who is really standing out for you right now? Well, I mean, I always talk about Stormy and I always talk about Jackie because, um, you know, those are two players that uh, they just – they've got the whole package deal. You know, they're they're – good people they're good players they're good students um they're two people that we're you know we're really going to miss you know they're going to be hard to replace um they've you know i feel like there's you know stormy's here for her fifth year and over these last five years she's played as just an instrumental part of our team um i can always count on her you know to post a good score um i can always count you know jackie jackie had this goal you know she wanted to shoot under par you know before she graduates and she did it you know and didn't play, you know, didn't play as well in those first two rounds and kept it kind of together in that second round at Polly's Island. And then, boom, just, like, showed up on, the, you know, she she got in the van on the, we're driving home and she got in the van and she's like, man, she's like, I just had probably the worst warm-up that I've ever had, you know? And I said, well, I said, you got to have a few more bad warm-ups. I said, because you got 71, you know, and I'm, and I'm getting in the van. We're in the van. We're driving home. And I look over at her and I said, man, I said, I would have never guessed that you were going to shoot 71. I said, because when I was around, I was like, man, I was like, just making pars, maybe a bogey or two. Um, and I just, I never saw her really make any birdies. So I, when I, you know, she gets the hole probably, she probably has two or three holes left, you know, and she, and I'm, you know, sitting there in the golf cart kind of watching her play. And, and I'm like, man, I was like, you know, how are you doing? She's like, I'm okay. She's like, I'm good. She's like, will you stay with me, please? Well, you know, will you, don't leave. And I was like, okay, all right, I won't leave. And I'm like, I know, I know she's playing. I know she's playing well because if she's asking me that, she wants me. You know, she must a score. She must be about to post a score. You know. And so we finish, and she just starts crying. You know, just starts crying. I'm like, what's wrong? What's wrong? She's like, I just shot under par. And I was like, you know, we, you know, she just, I just hugged her. You know, because she was just so excited. And when, and when you see student athletes like that, kind of, they're reaching their goals they're accomplishing something like that um as a coach i mean that's what that's why you you know that's why we do what we do just to see things like that happen brooke Berkhammer joining us so are we sure stormy's going to graduate 
ever. She's going to graduate. Yep, she is. <laughs> she's graduating. This year, she's doing her master's right now in communications. And so, yeah, she's, she's going to graduate. Unfortunately, I wish I could keep her forever. Uh, but, yeah, she's going to graduate. Does she get a, like an, a, another COVID year or something like that? I mean, there's got to be a way. <laughs> I wish. I wish. She's such a good young lady. Um, gosh, I mean, she's one of my first recruits, you know, and so um, I wish I could keep her forever. She's, such, she's just such a good person. Brooke Burkheimer joining us. Hey, thanks for doing this again. Uh, I know you've got a lot going on, on your plate. you got this tournament to get ready for. Uh, we, wouldn't it be great to go out, win the Conference USA tournament as as Marshall turns the page into a, a new chapter and you can end it with that Conference USA tournament, some hardware coming back to Huntington, and then we'd have to find a place to put it. So <laughs> We sure would. Yes, it would be awesome. It would be awesome. I'll push for that. A play – you, know, you want par what par nine what nine holes par par three right is that what we're looking at par nine what were you wanting yeah I mean just like a short course okay you know, let's just find some land you know build something and uh, you know something for both teams to have I like it I like it coach good talking to you we'll do it again soon thank you have a good weekend that's Brooke Burkhammer the golf team getting ready for a conference USA tournament you know we could just green I don't know what kind of kind of Maybe safety issues could be alleviated here, but we could have that that course in between. I don't know Smith Hall, uh, the library. We could we could work. So we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. You know, Old Main can be an obstacle course for this thing. We'll get your phone calls and text in three zero four five two three two two seven five. That's the text line. Phone line brought to you by White Claw, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. More coming up. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC. Our phone line this hour brought to you by White Claw at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255 with our text line 304-523-2275. So we got a spring game that's coming up. We've got a fountain ceremony too. It's starting to feel back to normal, isn't it? Now, you got the turf project that's going to change things up a little bit for you so not going to be the same situation as we're used to this is be different though and that's fine honestly i don't know how how many of you are are truly disappointed in this setup but i think it's going to be okay it's going to be okay because I don't know if the green and white game, the spring game, whatever you're going to call it, I don't know if it's ultimately going to attract 15, 20, 25,000 fans. I don't know if it's going to attract that many. And if it starts to grow and become an event like this, I mean, that would be fantastic. But first of all, Bob Bronger, who is a member of the Young Thundering Herd, is going to be the keynote speaker for the ceremony on the 23rd. It's going to begin at 11 a.m. 
Of course, this is the turning the fountain on. So this is, you know, life renews, sort of an upbeat. I mean, you want you want them to all be upbeat. You want them to be positive, but this is more of a we're turning the fountain on, you know, it's it's more of a, a an uplifting experience. And then of course, the spring game going to be held at the indoor facility. Tickets are $5. That's not a bad deal. $5 to get you in. Parking on the West Lot, $20. You can go to herdzone.com. If you haven't got yours yet, go ahead and get that now. And tickets can be purchased on game day, gate A. It's going to be a a cash-only game day parking purchase. If you show up the West Lot, cash-only game day parking purchase. So hit the ATM before you come. Of course, everything's going to the quarterback club. So this goes to the quarterback club, and this benefits the football team. Now, the West Lot's going to open at 10 a.m. Tailgating is going to be permitted. Now, if you've got an RV, parking uh, is going to be on the Annex lot, and that's $20 per parking space. And, of course, we talked to Christian Spears, and he's talked about, hey, that's something that a lot of people would like to be able to take more advantage of. So how do we make it more RV-friendly? We want to have an area where we can bring our RVs. You know, Maybe we're making a longer trip. We want to come in and, and tailgate and bring that. And now, if you purchase tickets, and here is where a lot of confusion was online. If you purchase tickets... You're going to have access to both the indoor facility and the stadium. However, food and drink will not be allowed in the indoor. So, if you're thirsty, you're going to have to leave the indoor. If you're hungry, you might want to eat before you come in. Just plan ahead. Now, gates are going to open at 1.30 p.m. You get a ticket. You get to... Get in the stadium and the indoor. Now, I don't know how many people the indoor could realistically hold. I don't know how they're going to do the seating. I don't know how that's going to function. However, you get the tailgate. If you can't get in the indoor, you could go inside the stadium, watch the game on the scoreboard. I'm sure... Some of you, if you're thinking about using your luxury suite, there's that option for you as well. There you go. Not so hard. And I saw yesterday some fans really, you know, maybe read this wrong or a little perturbed. I mean, this is a one-year hiccup. You're getting some new turf laid in the stadium. It's going to be nice. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm just anticipating it's going to be nice. Going to try to spruce up Jones C. Edwards Stadium best you can. I mean, maybe we'll see some new signage. Maybe we'll see, you know, an idea of what the end zone possibly could look like here in the future. Yeah, I would love to get rid of the. I, I really want to get rid of the green erector set. I just I want it gone. I have wanted it gone since it was put in. I do not like it. I'm not a fan of it. It takes away from. I thought the stadium was a, when it opened. I thought it was a nice looking stadium. It's not the newest stadium on the block anymore. And you might have to put some serious TLC into it. You might have to spend some money to renovate it, do some things, make some you know, modern amenities. You know, Maybe you take all those seats out. You just bleachers, just take them all out. Yank it, get them out of there. 
lay in some new chair backs. Chair backs for everybody. Make it a more comfortable experience. And, and really, I, I think we're getting out of the age of, okay, we got to have 40,000. we got to have 50,000. You know what? 35,000 maybe. Make it comfortable. Everybody's got a nice, comfortable seat. The experience is great. You know, it's it's going to have a better atmosphere because you're not going to have all those open spots. And if Marshall fans eventually, one day, sell this thing out so much, you know, oh, we're going to have to expand. Then you start looking to expanding. I mean, you're not going to get 60,000 fans. If you get 30, it's going to be a great atmosphere here. I'm not saying don't look to the future and don't look to be, you know, don't don't stop striving to be a bigger and better program. It's just let's be honest right here. You know, I think if you can make the experience at Jones C. Edwards Stadium a great experience, you're going to win a lot of battles there. I mean, make it make it comfortable. Have amenities there. You know, of course, restrooms, we get it. They get it. Administration gets it. They understand it. They know it. Restrooms, we get it. Lots of things you can do here. So that's where I'm at right now on that. So when I saw some of the people responding to this yesterday and just maybe not getting it right, you know, Marshall's going to have tickets. You get to go indoor or outdoor. I don't know how they're going to manage the who gets inside. If it's first come, first serve, I think that's how it rolls. Hey, seating capacities uh, full up indoors. You get to go to the stadium here. You know, there's that's the opportunity for you to go and have a good time. If you like tailgating, go tailgate. If you get over to the game, you actually you're there to watch the game. You get into the indoor, and again, it's a it's a minor hiccup here on the grand stage. It's a minor hiccup. Come football season, you get to see the herd. Games will count. Score will be kept. It'll mean something. Hopefully we get to see a nice new turf. Sunbelt logo on it. Sort of an idea of like, okay, here's sort of the master plan. Here's some of the, the ideas we want to do. We really want to improve the experience at Jones C. Edwards Stadium. This is what we're looking to do. We'll talk a little soccer with you. You know, the Mountain State Derby is coming back. It's going to be starting at the Vet. It's going to be starting at Hoops Family Field. We'll talk about that when we continue. We'll get some of your phone calls and text in. The phone line, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. The text line, 304-523-2275. More coming up. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. It's our final segment for today's edition of The Drive. Coming up on Monday, we got Pirates Baseball. More likely not a show on Monday. Tuesday, definitely no show as we got a late afternoon game. So back on Wednesday. Check in on Monday. Of course, if you're listening to Pirates Baseball Monday, you'll know before the game's over if we're going to have a show. So maybe a show Monday, no show on Tuesday, back on Wednesday. And, of course, we've got baseball all season long. Pirates here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. So I had a chance to hop on the uh, Zoom a couple days ago to make the official announcement that Marshall and the Sun Belt got a soccer league to be in 
Sunbelt and Marshall. It's a soccer league now, too. And one of the questions was asked because, again, Marshall's coming in, Old Dominion's coming in, plus you've got affiliate members of South Carolina. It's coming in. Kentucky's coming in. West Virginia's coming in. And one of the questions asked of WVU and Marshall coaches, Dan Stratford, WVU's coach, talking about the Mountaineers and the Mountain State Derby. It's great. I think it was always going to be a long-standing rivalry uh, between ourselves and Marshall, regardless, given the nature of my relationship with with Chris. Um, but to now to have it in conference and and again just have uh, potentially more bragging rights either way on uh, potential conference tournaments and conference titles. Also, Chris Grassy talking about the Mountain State Derby as well. Uh, this is a game that should be played. He thinks, and uh, here's his thoughts. Yeah, I just think it's it's a fantastic game for the state, specifically when when me and Strats used to work together at UC. We, we talked about it all the time, like how is this game not happening? You know, we feel you know we've talked about it. We think we can get ten thousand fans. We can make this a big event in the future. And then you know to have it three points on the line is just makes it that much more meaningful uh, of a game that is already such a super rivalry and such a super draw. But we're happy to to basically put the event on and we're both going to try and have, you know, great teams and, and have a great uh, spectacle of soccer on there. So, yeah, it's 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 a fantastic opportunity for us. 10,000 fans. Did you hear that? 10,000 fans. Do you think that a soccer match between Marshall and WVU could get 10,000? First of all, where are we going to seat everybody? Where are we going to put them? Well, that's going to have to see some seating upgrades both WVU and Marshall for sure. I don't think WVU's uh, facility can hold 10,000. I know Marshall's can't. 10,000. We're going to play that. You you're not going to you can't play that anywhere else. It it can't there's no neutral site here. No, that doesn't no, that's a conference match now. The Mountain State Derby is not a a matchup between two institutions. Oh, hey, let's make that you know, we're not doing that. We're not doing the Capital Classic here for Marshall, West Virginia. We're doing the Mountain State Derby. That's what they're calling it. It's going to be played on the campuses, and that's where it should be, on the campuses. So it's a rowdy experience for WVU coming to Huntington, and it's a rowdy experience for West Virginia hosting Marshall. I mean, it's crazy. It's, it's going to be a heck of a game. I think so. Now, some belt commissioner, Keith Gill, he was asked about league expectations. I mean, he wants to see championships. Here's what he had to say. Yeah, you know, I think our expectations are really high. You know, we, we think this is a championship caliber uh, conference in terms of winning national championships, competing every year, multiple um, NCAA uh, tournament appearances, multiple NCAA wins. So I think our expectations are at the highest uh, they could be. And I think we're going to have a significant impact on the men's soccer landscape because our expectation is that we're going to win multiple championships and win multiple games in the NCAA tournament. And at the end of the day, that's going to have a strong impact. So um, we've got the highest level of expectations. And, um, and certainly when you look at the quality of the programs here, that's not hyperbole. I mean, that really is consistent with the type of programs that we have. So we're really excited about bringing back men's soccer, but particularly bringing it back with this kind of ambition and opportunity for success. That is Sunbelt Commissioner Keith Gill. He was also asked why these nine teams, and of course, 
the teams that are coming in, obviously you have to you have to work with them. They're they're, they're your new conference mates, right? And you're able to get some of the very best teams out there that are free agents like West Virginia, like Kentucky, like South Carolina. Those schools don't have opportunities to play men's soccer in a conference. So the Sun Belt offering them affiliate membership, I think it's going to be a lot better than the Sun Belt. Uh, I'm sorry, Conference USA. Uh, here's why these particular nine teams. Well, I go back to my first question. It was a conversation that we had with our um, with our membership in soccer in terms of, you know, obviously, you know, with the schools that we added as full members, I mean, that, that made sense as to who they were. But as we were figuring out um, affiliate members and other folks that we wanted to join us, we really did talk to them about, hey, what types of programs do you want to be involved with? Who do you think can play at the level um, and meet the expectations that we had? And that's how we've kind of settled on these nine, which is, you know, we, we really do I'm just have the highest expectations here, so, for uh, but thanks. mid-soccer conference. I will, so probably. We wanted to make sure that we put programs in place uh, that could meet those expectations. Now, my intern was just being a jerk a moment ago, so they let you in a Zoom? Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, you know what? I also, Jaden, don't uh, talk over the commissioner while I'm on Zoom. I'm, I'm just saying, there's a reason why I get to go to Zooms and some people maybe shouldn't. It's because. It's because I, I mute my microphone, as you heard there. There are a couple other sound bites that I was going to use, but also members of the media not knowing how to, what, year two and a half into this using Zoom here? It's not like we woke up yesterday, oh, hey, let's do Zoom. TV guys. TV, radio people know how to use Zoom. Don't let me down, radio folks. There you have it. That's going to do it for this edition. For our producer, Jaden Taylor. Thought he was funny today. Appreciate him being here. And on time, I'm Paul Swan. This has been The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.